It is the Dak Prescott series of roundtables. Let's do Peter. Now, bringing up the rear is your Cowboys postgame show. The guys that are going to close everything together to tie in imperfect little bows. It is Donovan Lewis. Uh huh. Hello, fellas. Donnie Donnie. New. How are you? So good. And Mr. Jake Kemp. And Bodie. I came back. And Bodie. You came back? He's back in the den, baby. Yeah, I wanted to get the uh, the clean sound. Do you think if, much like the NFL players, if uh, Donovan and I do one game that they have to pay us for the rest of them? Yeah, that's how it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. The NFL players are like, we're just going to play one game, and then we're guaranteed for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, there's it, no prorated salaries around here, Jake. We do this. Yeah. Me and you. That's beautiful. Well, guys, thank you uh, for hopping on here, and let's uh, let's kind of throw it and find out where you guys are at after three o'clock, where uh, uh, you know your your ability to react to the DAC deadline passing is uh, has really not been properly exercised for the audience. Uh, Donnie, what the heck, man? How are we still going to have to talk about this for another twelve months? I know I'm with David Moore when he said that's the one thing that's going to, I think, make everyone get tired head because it's going to be the same cycle, uh, you know, next year or until this thing gets done or if it gets done. I, I think both sides put all their chips on the table and they both played this nice game of Texas Hold'em and they're just showing their poker faces. And I think the Cowboys, which I haven't heard this too often. I think the Cowboys fully expected Dak to kind of toe the company line and fall and and even whatever his representation was saying to say, you know what, I want this deal to get done. Let's do everything we can to get it done. And then the Cowboys kind of turned stubborn when that didn't happen. Oh, we don't offer four-year deals. We only offer five-year deals because we're giving all this money. Come on, man. It's a brand new NFL. And you know if you really want this guy to lead your team, which I fully think that they do, you're not going to offer $35 million for five years if you don't believe in a guy. I don't care what's going on. They fully believe that he can lead this team to great things in the future to just say let's get it done and we can worry about all this other stuff later on that boggles my mind to me i think the cowboys thought man i can't believe that we couldn't get it done because they thought dak would be that guy to say all right let's get it done yeah worst case scenario jake is this game of chicken that the cowboys are are playing and and uh, craig was talking about this uh last segment too that if it backfires on him and Dak has two really good years and they win a couple of playoff games and, you know, they go to a Super Bowl, whatever, and then he just says, I'm done. And then it is you start over from scratch and you lose a guy just because you failed in your negotiating game. If you look at their cap, it almost seems like that that they're thinking, well, 2022, we'll have a bunch of these other deals coming up and coming off the books anyways. We'll just restart then, which is insane. I would, I would have preferred to this option. I would have preferred if they had just said, no, nah, we're not franchising you. We don't think anything of you. We're going to let you go. Because at least that is defensible from a it-makes-sense standpoint. I don't agree with it, but it makes a lot more sense than getting into a you know a peeing contest over an average annual value of 4 or $5 million a year. And you know the day we should have known this was coming? Do you guys remember the Sports Illustrated article that was clearly planted by the, by the Cowboys. Yeah, where they let someone come out to the star and just see how much business you can do with the star. And here's Jalen Smith negotiating a deal. And oh yeah, the value of being a Dallas Cowboy. And that that hit in like September of last year. 
And you probably could have seen this coming then, that, you know what, they're trying to plant the seed that you can make money on the back end that, hey, look, the Jones don't make another dollar if you take less or more on the cap. So what I think they've particularly mismanaged here, and to somewhat it's unforeseen circumstances, but what are they going to do if the pandemic causes a short-term reduction in the salary cap to 2021? Let's say it goes down temporarily to like $150 million. Well, he's still going to be making $38 million. Yeah. <laughs> so the percentage of his cap that he's eating up at that point is like if you were paying him 50 or 52 now. And I think we all think that at least in the short term, with revenue loss, there's a chance the cap goes down in the next couple – or in 2021. Yeah, it's 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 really frustrating. I I do want to explore with you gentlemen, though, the – the question about Dak and just kind of making life easier or more difficult on yourself, and maybe this is just a kind of a self-revealing look in the mirror on how I see the world, but I kind of like flying under the radar at times. I, I do I do like the fact that uh, you know sometimes batting eighth for the Yankees is more fun than being the guy that uh, is, is thought of as the make or break of, of, of any situation because you know then you're being – analyzed constantly and ripped and Dak feels it's almost like he feeds off it but I don't know that he's necessarily one of those few guys that can feed off it like Kobe Bryant and just slay the league the whole time you know what I'm saying and 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 man I hope I hope those extra few dollars really bring you happiness because I just don't know that it's worth it if you're the player in that Seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. To learn more about our programs and to donate, go to carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. Pickup is quick and easy. You'll also get a vacation voucher and maximum tax deduction. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. one 877 cars for kids Donate your car today. Also accepting boats, motorcycles, RVs, and real estate donations. Capacity. Things are a little different when you're making $2 million than when you're making $32 million. And the pressure is big enough when you're the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. That takes on another life of its own. But now you're the one that's demanding all this money, and now that spotlight was on you before. It's shining so brightly now that it's a whole different world that I don't know if he's expecting this or he's ready for it. But the Cowboys have taken so many L's, Bob with contracts in the past. I feel that, I don't know if this is Steven's first time doing this or being kind of the one in charge. I think I heard maybe you talk about this a little bit before, that he's trying to make damn sure that he's not taking an L on this one because I'm running it now. And it feels like they are having this contest to where mines is bigger, no mines is bigger, yeah. and we're going to see who's going to win. It's 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 crazy to see how this thing is playing out. Why, though? What, like, what's the point in all that? Well, I think, I, if, if I were to guess, I would say once word gets out from, like, Forbes 
that the Cowboys make $650 million in their eight home games from their stadium and that they're running around in their yacht and that they are worth, you know, coming up on $6 billion as a franchise and a stadium and all that, that they are a target from agents to go get a ton of that money. And that's why they started with the pie thing and the Sports Illustrated story. I mean, it's all this. The Cowboys expect to be for you to try to take advantage of them. And so their posture is always, you know, they're, they're ready to fight. It's, it would be so different without a cap, which is interesting because that when the cap came in is kind of when the Jerry Jones model was working. And then it's since the cap yeah. came in, they've kind of done 25 years of not working. Well, what a, like you wrote about this in The Athletic, too. There was a, the, the business plan. It's not just of, of the Cowboys, obviously. It's the NFL, where you have a finite amount of expenses, yes. but you have unlimited revenue coming in. It's a beautiful thing. It is. It's incredible when you think about it that way. And so they're making so much more money than everybody else. And that $600 million, too... Um, Yes, they're worth six billion, and uh, you know wh- whatever the other business ventures are. But I can guarantee you that family is freaking out over that six hundred million. Sure, that ain't no chump change, and they count on that. You know, like uh, I mean, it's it's like any other business where you project out over the year. Well, that's easy. Yeah, that's the easy money because we know that people are going to show up at the stadium. We know that they're going to pay for parking. We know they're going to buy the twelve dollar beers. That's the <laughs> we, that's guaranteed. They know they've rigged the system. Yeah, <laughs> that's the beauty of rigging it, right? That's all guaranteed money, and now suddenly that's gone, and they're like, "Oh God, what do we do? Do we timeshare the yacht? What do we do?" Well, if I'm Todd France, I don't need a copy of Forbes. <laughs> I just need to pull up video of the press conferences announcing the signings of Demarcus Lawrence, Amari yep. Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Smith, Lyle Collins. I mean, these are all guys who got, if not market setting, at least close to the top of the market. And I'm not sure that outside of, well, I guess, you know, most of those guys deserve it. We could debate Jalen, I guess. But that's what I'm looking at if I'm Todd France. I'm saying, okay, these guys got theirs. We don't have to sacrifice because we didn't play hardball earlier. And so to me, like I was saying earlier today, if the difference is over the years, right, like that it's been reported that they offered 33 to 35, we'll settle on 35. Let's say that it was five years. We don't have a guarantee, but they say it was over 100. I don't understand why if Dak wanted four and he was, let's say, okay with that money or wanted to go to 37, if you're the Cowboys, why don't you just offer him, and I know this sounds crazy, but if you're already okay with 35, offer him five years for $200 million and guarantee slightly more of it. Let's say it goes up from 110 to 125. The percentage that that will eat up of your, of your cap is not – it's negligible in yeah. a sense. Now, it may screw you in a sense if the cap goes down for one year, but you're already going to be in that situation. I don't Because think- you're already going to have to franchise him for the second year. Yeah, and I don't think with that new ten-year CBA, Jake, it will go down. I think they will they will uh, work. Smooth it. They'll smooth it into the next ten years of the CBA, and uh, so even if the cap were to go down fifty, it it won't. It will be averaged out to like stay flat in twenty twenty one, and then all the profits will be, you know, somewhat eaten up with what you've lost. But I I don't think that was even a problem, and I don't understand why that wasn't offered because that's about the number. Otherwise, if he's already committed to seventy million under the tag, you can't act like, well, put three more years on the deal and we'll give you forty more million in guaranteed was supposed to impress anybody because it, it you know that's Tannehill money again. And going if to the, the number if, that I threw out there would have at least 
eliminated the headache. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what you're buying yourself out of. Absolutely. It, if the Cowboys don't hand out money, they always respond to threats. It was Demarcus Lawrence saying, I'm not having surgery to get my shoulder fixed unless I get my money. It was Zeke saying, I'm holding out and going to miss games if I don't get my money. Dez was the same way. So I wonder if Dez, I'm sorry, if Dak signing that franchise tender before hurt him and making this last minute deal to get this to get his money. Which is because he's not going to hold out. He's going to play. Hey, I'm going to play if we don't get a deal done. I just want to, you know, um, I guess it make everyone feel at ease. I don't know. But if he doesn't sign it and he's saying, look, I'm not doing anything until I get my dough then maybe they could have gotten this thing done. Yeah, and, and you're right, but that's the problem with a quarterback, and, and we want to say that's a personality test of Dak, but really it's a positional thing where every other position can hold out. And even quarterbacks out of college can hold out. But as far as starting veteran quarterbacks holding out to get their money, I want to say the entire list in the last 20 years – might be Carson Palmer trying to get out of Cincinnati. I can't think of a second one. Can any of you guys? Drew like, Brees got close, but I don't think he missed a single no, practice, no. though. No, and the other thing is, you you can't expect the same support from the room. No, like you can't if you're a corner or a running back or a wide receiver. I mean, you're going to be. That's when the target's on you. Oh you yeah. Out. Now, as far as how he'll handle the pressure, you know, playing under this number, or if they would have agreed, this might be naive, but. I really don't worry about it because whether it was a million a year, 35 or 40 a year, we pick this guy apart endlessly, and so does everyone else all over the country. So, you know, like I think I would be worried if I were uh, a, like a Browns fan and Baker ended up in a stand down yeah. with his organization, a guy who seems like it could come and go for him. Again, maybe I'm naive, but no, I, I feel like Dak is just kind of built for it. I, I think you're right, Jake, and I think the reason I said that is probably more – because now we've all got to deal with the wall of sound of people, you know, kind of using confirmation bias to see that this verifies that their favorite team does not think this quarterback is very good either. Hey. Even though that's completely false because of the offers they made. <laughs> right. But it won't matter, will it? If he would have been golf or Wentz and been picked top three, top four, whatever, top five, and made gobs of money in his first four years. Would he have been so reluctant to sign something that didn't maybe bump him up to where? No, because they made in their first season what he made I know. in four years. But you think, though, that he still, you think that they wouldn't have had this hard line stance if he would have just had a decent rookie deal as a top five quarterback or a top five player picked? Like that right now we'd be like, yeah, he just signed and he's making 32 a year and everybody's happy and everything's cool. My thought, and I want to hear what you guys think on that as well, my thought would be that uh, he has been trying to recoup that money. I know. which And and that's his prerogative. But I think what we're really talking about is that year, uh, the 2019 money, and where they could have extended him. Wentz was extended with two years to go. Goff was extended with two years to go. Uh, Dak only had one year left, and they still said, nah. And he said, nah. And, and so I think the 2019 money – he was mad about, and then he's like, "Okay, well, we're 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 retrieving this in full, or I'm not doing the deal." What do you guys think? Uh, I think he would. Uh, I think that if he's a first round pick, and then that fifth year option year makes all the difference in the world. And I'm thinking they probably would have gotten some things done. Uh, man, it's just so hard to tell because you've seen the Cowboys throw people money for no reason. No, not even. 
close to even needing money now and they throw it their way because they feel that they like the guy and that's Jalen Smith. So I don't know if that year makes a difference. I don't know why the hard line stand with Dak because like we talked about before, there's no way they don't think he's a top 10 quarterback in this league. And if you want to start over, you've seen the franchises that have started over at quarterback. They suck. And the Cowboys <laughs> don't want any of that right now. So they have the guy, but the difference in a year or a couple of million or three or four million to pay them, it seems like they're both just trying to flex some muscle and they're at this standoff to where it was too little too late to get something done. I might flip it around and say, I wonder if the Cowboys had traded up and gotten the apple of their eye and, you know, gave up a boatload of picks in the 2016 draft and selected Prescott in an alternate universe if they're not less hesitant to get to get the deal done oh. you know, and that they're not thinking well i mean 100 we, we all know the paxton lynch story we yes. all know the connor cook story it's old hat at this point but you know you're if you're trying to put two and two together it seems that they're still kind of kind of i wouldn't say on the fence because as you said bob what they're giving him but they don't seem as sold as i am no it, well and it's i think it comes down to just simple confirmation bias if you go all in on a quarterback on draft day you're darn sure get, do, going, you know, you're doing backflips to make sure that you are proven right. And part of that is extending him. And uh, I think the fan base sees the same thing. Oh, wow. This is the guy that everybody wanted, but we got that hot, top pick. So he's our guy and we're rolling with him no matter what. And, and this is the opposite where they, you know, everyone's like, ah, oh, we settled for Prescott and yeah, he's fine, but he's not really, the, you know, and, and, and on and on you go. And then the fan base is like, Man, is this guy even good? And if he is, uh, why did we only go eight and eight last season? So, but why wouldn't this franchise treat it like they treated Romo? And it's this jewel mm-hmm. that you found that you discovered. Same and thing. They just heaped money on Romo. I didn't even think about it. But now with Dak, they want to take this hard line stand. I, I don't understand. I, I get what you're saying, and I agree with you 100%, Bob. But you should be at the mountaintop chanting down that you got a franchise quarterback with a compensatory pick in the fourth round. Take that, punks. I, I and want... then just go and extend them and go about your business because you won that. I think the explanation might be just simply – Tony Romo did not follow a legend uh, or even a perceived legend. And Dak is following a very beloved guy in Tony Romo, even though uh, it seems a little weird to call him a legend, given I think his, you know, his, yeah. his, his two wildcard wins. But if Tony's following Troy, uh, Tony is treated differently, He's right? He's Danny White. Yeah. Well, or, and he or, looks, people are like, eh, yeah. yeah. You get to follow Quincy and Vinny and yeah. and dried up drew Bledsoe, and it's just a different element i think that's i i'd like to think that's all it is uh i don't have any idea though it's weird gentlemen we'll see you guys one year from today oh my gosh <laughs> on our cowboy round table i can't wait wear your give me cuter me shirt please <laughs> thanks boys <laughs>